Check one, two, three. Check one, two, three. Check one, two, three. Check one, two, What's up, Balls Deep fam, to another edition of Balls Deep, where we dive Balls Deep in the hottest stories in sports. Today, I bring to you breaking news out of New Orleans. The New Orleans Saints have announced that Jameis Winston will be their QB1 for week one uh, when the regular season rolls around. Uh, and if you follow Balls Deep, you know in my NFC South breakdown, I said the, uh, that Jameis Winston would probably be my choice for QB1 out there in New Orleans. And I don't know if they heard me, but they made the announcement and he's their guy. Uh, if you if you watched the preseason game against the Jaguars, it was a phenomenal performance. And, you know, it's hard to deny the guy the opportunity to start after what you've seen. And I, I think that it's a great opportunity for not only Jameis, but Sean Payton and, and the Saints. Because they're Jameis and Sean Payton are exactly what the other needs at this point in their career. Uh, you, you'll be able to see a much different offense this upcoming season with Jameis under the helm than you have in years past with Drew Brees. Um, and you got a glimpse of it and were shown flashes of it in the preseason game. Uh, it, it incorporated a lot of you know deep ball action, some you know deep ball plays, and. They were unable to do so with Drew Brees on the home with age, you know, with Drew Brees getting up there in age, his arm strength, you know, declining. Uh, they they just were unable to incorporate that as much as they would have liked. And I think this is going to this will allow them to stretch the field a bit um, just because of Jameis's talents and arm and arm ability. Um, and I, I think this you'll see the best version of Jameis Winston in New Orleans. Why? Because he had the, a year to sit back behind Drew Brees and, you know, focus on the mental part of the game, for, uh, watch film, and watch Bree, uh, Drew Brees, uh, you know, prepare, whether that pre prepare for a game and just watch him perform uh, week in and week out. So he'll be able to see what the, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game does on a weekly basis and basically use what he thinks can be beneficial to his game and incorporate it. And a lot of that that will be beneficial will be the the decision making. He's going to, you know, be forcing a lot less passes and decide to, you know, you know, just check down to the running back or throw it away and live to, you know, play another down, which he was wasn't really doing much in Tampa. Uh in the five years that in Tampa that he was a starter, he threw over 3,000, no, 4,000 yards. Uh, three of those five years, over 3,000 yards, four of those uh, five years. And that one year that he didn't throw over 3,000 yards, he was probably like less than 10 yards away from 3,000 yards. So you don't do that in the league if you're not, you know, talented. The guy threw for 33 touchdowns and over 5,000 yards. In his last season with Tampa, and if you look at those numbers, you're like, "Oh, he's a starting caliber quarterback." However, he also followed that with, you know, 30 interceptions. 
Um, a lot of that was because of his decision making. And now I understand where why that may have happened. Tampa didn't have the greatest offensive line. I mean, hence why they went out and drafted Tristan Wirfs uh, to protect Tom Brady after they acquired Tom Brady in free agency. Uh, yes, he had Godwin and Evans. He had, you know, the playmakers. But he also didn't have a run game. His best running running back while he was there in Tampa was Dark, Doug Martin. And he was, you know, on the decline at that of his career. So... And he wasn't even there the entire tenure that Jameis was there. So now coming over to New Orleans, oh well, while he was there, he, they, they were playing from behind a lot. Uh, they defenses weren't really stacking the box, so he was forced to pass, and he, he was forced to try to uh, make things happen, and that led to a lot of uh, turnovers. Whereas now you bring it over to New Orleans, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, uh, so it allows him time in the pocket to make those decisions. He has one of the best running backs in the league in Alvin Kamara. Uh, so if he needs to check down, he can. The defenses were going to be focusing on him, so it allow him to utilize his strengths in throwing throwing the ball down the field. Uh, yeah, down the field. And you, once you bring Michael Thomas back, uh, that'll bring him a big body receiver that he once had in Mike Evans. So until then, uh, he's going to have to utilize what he can with the playmakers that they have. But who's to say that? He, he won't be able to. I mean, they have a great offensive mind in Sean Payton and a play caller in Sean Payton. Uh, I think he'll be able to, you know, manage to make things happen. But the choice of making Jameis Winston QB1 also allows them to continue to use Taysom Hill as in his typical role, which is a do-it-all gadget player. And I think making him, the, if you would have made Taysom Hill the quarterback one, you would have un been unable to utilize uh, that as much as you will be now. So I think to finish the season, Jameis Winston will be in the running for comeback player of the year. Uh, and he more, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes the season as a top 10, top 15 uh, QB in the league. Um, so please comment and let me know what you think of this, the, the decision, uh, how, what you expect from Jameis Winston now that he's been announced a QB one in New Orleans. And, um, Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe if you enjoyed the content. Uh, and I'll, I'll see you guys in my next video. Peace. You're talking about balls deep. I'm talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love. I'm talking about balls deep. My boy's talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love.